Hello, welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, and on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, coming to you through the way of the Stay Woke Podcast, I'm going to address Drake's new album. I want to get into that. I'm also going to touch on, obviously, the recent news, LeBron James officially coming to the Lakers, and the title of this episode being Striving for Greatness, and I'll start with Drake. Now, I know Drake has been you know heavy in the news, obviously, with his album that recently dropped, it's a really great album just to, to start off, first of all. And aside from that, you know, obviously people start, you know, delving into the lyrics and some of the subject matter. And and what position do you see Drake in at this moment? OK, so I'm going to start with uh, the first side of his album. I know you guys will probably definitely be hearing a review from D, uh, who's definitely well-versed and and just incredibly talented at putting these things together. But the first side of his album was more of a a heavy rap side of it. And then the second side is more of the smooth kind of R&B versions of Drake. But just to kind of talk about it in its overall totality, it's a really great kind of like timepiece of where he's at in his career. I think people got to take into account, like he's now 10 years into being known to the world. And what's actually even more interesting about that is just the way he still talked about, like in this society of kind of moving on from artists all the time for Drake to be where he's at now, where he's the number one artist in the world. And that's not a a shocking statement. Like he's the number one person in the world. Beyonce and Jay-Z just had an album come out a week before and it's going to be talked about because they're on tour But in terms of moving the needle where everyone's talking about it, Drake is the number one person to talk about right now. And that is a testament to the type of artist he's been since he's been successful in a mainstream uh, way. But also it kind of does speak to to the audience as well, that the audience has kind of grown to accept many different sides of him. And that's when you, you know, you can kind of see a brash, cocky side of him on survival and kind of like, you know, an edge to him on nonstop. But then, you know, you can see a nicer side, you know, Ratchet Happy Birthday and, you know, In My Feelings. So he still puts out those type of records where he gives everybody everything. And then his editor notes to me were genius because, you know, he kind of takes the gun out of out of everyone's hand. If you bring to light what your critiques are and the criticisms about you, they don't really last long. So uh, even in reference to, to the Pusha T thing, because I know some of the album reviews about him have been that like, hey, I wish he would have addressed him. It's like, why would he address him? He barely mentioned him in the Doopy freestyle. Some people kind of like what guesstimate a handful of bars. Part of it, he says him. And even when he mentions his fiance, it's about a ring. He didn't say anything about hurting her or anything negative like that. He just cited her getting a upgrade on a ring. It's a lot different than wishing a guy's best friend to be dead and talking about his parents and his son. And once it gets there, it's kind of goes back to what Jay Prince does said, you know, earlier on about being hogs in the pen. You can't even go there because it's not really worth it to Drake. And even now it kind of vindicates that the beef thing, it wasn't really important. It was a, it was a 40 hour 72 barrage of people are going to be all hyped up and that and the record was good it's a good record but it's not it's not back to back 
you know, no one's bumping the story of Adahan in the club all the time. Like, people still play back-to-back. It kind of does prove that Drake has been and will continue to be, at least at this moment, to be the defining artist of our time. And what puts him in a different category from Kendrick and, say, J. Cole, is the same thing what puts him in a different category with other pop artists. Is, you know, Kendrick and J. Cole can't do it. Trait does and then if you look at the pop side of it you know what at, at their heights right now with Justin Timberlake and and what Justin Bieber and maybe Beyonce but they can't do what they do at his level at that height and that's why Drake is straight and that's why he's the number one artist on the planet and I know it bothers a lot of people about that but uh, one thing I also want to touch on with Drake that I kind of thought was interesting with uh, reading what 21 Savage said about him was, you know, everyone goes on and on about Drake and, and his OVO artists and, and about them popping off. And when hearing 21 Savage, like, hey, how many big time rappers have you seen at the height of their fame similar to Drake be uh, featured artists on up and coming artist songs? I mean, it just it doesn't happen. You know, when you look at Block Boy he was like what known, I believe, in Memphis, but it wasn't like he was someone that you would have thought that someone of Drake's stature would be on his record. The likelihood of someone at Jay-Z at his height being on an unknown artist record outside of someone on his own label, that's slim to none. Like, yeah, I think he may have done something, I believe, earlier on with J. Cole, but again, it's in relation to him having a business deal with him. Uh, it's not he's going to get on a bunch of young artist songs and be featured on it. So that is something about Drake that kind of goes over, you know, people's heads. It's like, you know, the My Way remix for Fetty Wap, his second biggest hit at the time. Drake was on that. You know, Drake has kind of shown over these, especially these last several years, is that he'll he'll get on your song and he has no problem being in the background of your song. But he's still, by definition of him being who he is, He's going to make his own stamp on that song. But um, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it over the coming weeks, just on how people start to digest the album. Of course, you know, you're going to have some people who have, you know, criticisms about it, about whether it's addressing his son or uh, addressing the, the, the beef between him and Pusha T and Kanye. But to me, all in all, I think it was a really well done record because it's about rapping where you at. And that's the one thing that people got to consistently give Jay-Z credit on. Jay-Z has been a blueprint, literally, about rap where you're at and people will respect it. Once you start making millions of dollars, you can't stay stuck in you're in the hood. It's just it's not realistic. Now, you can still talk about that environment in relation to how you, you're affected by it now post your success and the challenges that are still there because that's still meaningful but to do what some of these guys do still they kind of still stay stuck in the same subject matter that's what kind of hurts them overall as artists but those are just some of the things i kind of wanted to touch on with drake i'll probably definitely follow up on him um more in the coming weeks because it's worth it he's he's newsworthy and he's newsworthy for the actual material that he puts out and that's something in this world of shock value that's what's to me the most meaningful is that Drake is a real artist who puts out really good music and he's consistent and transitioning from that to someone who's incredibly great 
I want to transition to LeBron James, make it into official. He's now officially going to be a Los Angeles Laker. It's probably been the worst kept secret now for a year now. People have kind of figured that this was going to happen. You know, people bring up, you know, hey, he has two homes here. You know, he has sons and they're going to be entering high school soon that like living out here and want to play competitively. Uh, his wife loves it. His family loves it. And then all his business partners are living here. But beyond that, what you got to give LeBron a lot of credit for, and I've always kind of admired his career, just when you look at his upbringing, man, LeBron, it wasn't always easy for him. Moving around that many times when he was a kid, not having as much stability around him, for him to have kind of grown up and to be in the position that he's now is incredible. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. And what I do give him a lot of credit for is not being afraid to make decisions that in the short run, people will question, but in the long run, you're going to be eventually vindicated for because the fact that he signs for four years, I don't know if it's an opt-out, but essentially what LeBron's doing by doing that is he's going to more than likely pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar an all-time point score, and he's going to more than likely now do that in a Lakers jersey. The fact that he has a chance to bring possibly the Lakers 17th upcoming championship. Now, that's not to say they're going to win this year, but the fact that he can do that, put a great organization over the top, will further vindicate his legacy in terms of everywhere he goes, he's won, even when the odds have been stacked against him. He does that. And just seeing him do what he did today, and I know I saw a tweet, I believe, that Kevin Durant put out, and you just look out, you know, how, you know, making the, the right decision versus, you know, you just stay stuck on stupid. Kevin Durant was one of the first people to critique LeBron in 2010 and talked about loyalty. And he signed this extension with OKC. And then the moment he had a chance to get out of there, when things weren't working, once he started seeing that things weren't going to work at Westbrook, he did what smart people do. It's like, oh, wow, this doesn't work no more. I'm going to leave and go to a better situation. And again, people complained about him. But results vindicate his decision. Even now when people bring it up, because that's all it is, is a result. LeBron doing this now at this stage of his career, you know, took a lot of courage, especially in this age of romanticism about staying somewhere. And I think you got to be real careful about that, whether it's in business, whether it's uh, in relationships, no matter what what the circumstance is, you can't stay stuck in some, in a position just for the sake you're going to be stuck there. Because it won't work. All due respect to Jay-Z and, and Dame Dash's situation. Obviously, the only people that are going to really know about their business situation is them. But they had a great run together. It's something that they should be very proud of. But not all things are meant to last forever. Now, unfortunately for Dame, he'll get asked questions about Jay-Z more so than Jay-Z is going to get asked about Dame. Because, you know, you know Jay-Z as an artist. So I use that comparison to say it's the same thing now with LeBron being asked about the comparisons between him and Michael Jordan. That, that'll never go away. He's always going to be asked about, you know, uh, the finals losses and, and why he stayed in this situation and why he had to go to Miami and then why he went from Miami to Cleveland. And it's just about, are you willing to take a step back and look at a situation? And if the pros outweigh the cons in being somewhere, then you make your best decision. But there's a lot of people that just stay stuck in bad decisions all the time. And you saw that with Paul George, you know, he got he decided to stay in a situation where he's going to be knocked out in the first round for the next couple of years. And while the party with Nas was great, 
it's not going to be so great when you're on the outside looking in for the next consecutive years because Paul George is a likable guy and you can tell he doesn't want to ruffle feathers. He wants to be liked, and that's a good thing. But sometimes being liked all the time is a dangerous thing because when you're at the head of the table in a leadership position, not everybody's going to like the decision you make. And LeBron, to me, you've seen the growth between when he first left Cleveland and went to Miami to where he is now going from Miami back to Cleveland and now coming out here to L.A., that LeBron has gotten more settled. Like, he's aware of what you say about him, but he's not going to be held hostage by what you say about him. And I think that's a great thing for people to kind of want to keep in mind if you're in the pursuit of trying to be great at whatever it is that you're trying to do in your life. You got to have blinders on. You got to have complete tunnel vision. And money is a part of what you're chasing, but you got to chase good management. Magic Johnson, by all accounts, since the moment LeBron entered this league, has always had his arms open to him. This has been something that's been brewing for years. So it's not shocking that he's here. It's probably not his whole reason, but it's definitely a huge reason why he's here. So that's just some of the things I wanted to touch on. Obviously, there's a lot of news that is still coming in. I definitely wanted to touch on, I'm going to touch on uh, the thing with the uh, the border and obviously the march that took place this weekend. These two topics, you know, for me, it was just, were really fun and exciting to want to talk about. So I want to thank you guys for, for, for listening to this episode. Thank you. Definitely like, share, follow, continue to spread the show around. I'm having so much fun doing it. I want to thank D for all the support that he's been able to put behind his podcast as we continue to grow. I love you guys. I want to thank you for listening and I look forward to doing more of these in the future. You guys have a good one.